my prayer is that God of heaven will continue reveal more of himself to each one of us in Jesus' name. Uh, today, we will be praying. But before we pray, I will just want to make a recap of what we've been looking at. This theme for this month has been rebirth. And we said rebirth can mean anything. It means salvation. It can mean revival. It means moving from one stage of our life to another. It could mean to come back. To come back. It means turning point. A new beginning. At times when we talk about rebirth, it means something new. Not something that is old. Not what used to be before. It means to be recreated to be regenerated. It means to be refreshed. It means newness in every area of our lives. And my prayer is that God will cause all these things to be a portion in Jesus' name. Now last week we were looking at the fact that there are two types. We said it could be physical and it could be spiritual. When it is physical, definitely it, it introduces you into the physical world. But when it now becomes spiritual, it introduces you into the spiritual realities of life. And we have said that rebirth comes from God. Everything that you see that is good is from who? God. Oh, you don't believe what I said. That is what the Bible says. It said every perfect gift comes from where? From above. So when we talk about rebirth, rebirth is good and it's from God. And for rebirth to occur, oftentimes you see that there will always be death. There will be decay. You know, there will be decay. It is when there is decay and death that revival can come. That's when rebirth can come. There is no resurrection without death. That is why Jesus Christ had to do what? He died for you. He died for me. So that there can be what? Resurrection. Whatever stage in which you find yourself today, it may be in a decay form, but I want you to know, rebirth is coming. Resurrection is coming. That situation you find yourself is not going to be permanent in Jesus' name. Now, last week we were looking at the case of Lazarus in John chapter 11. We said for four solid days, this guy died. But resurrection came through. Christ came into the scene and raised him up. And the lessons we learned was that no matter the level of the enemy's action against your life, against your marriage, against any aspect of life you are going through, learn to depend and trust on God because there is always a rebirth in the way. We equally said that trials comes before promotion, miracles, and testimony. Oftentimes, when God wants to bless you, when God wants to do something magnificent in your life, we said, he normally starts with impossibility. No one who saw Lazarus died will have ever thought this man will ever come back to life. 
And that situation in your life that you think has brought death, that you think has brought decay, is not permanent. Did you hear what I'm saying? God is about to do something. Turn to your neighbor and say, God is about to do something. God is about to do something. In fact, God is setting you up for a big testimony. And that will be your portion in Jesus' name. Blessing often put on the garb of problems. Someone was said that if wishes were horses, he said even beggars would do what? They will ride. But when you look at the fact of life, you find that the best things of life, you don't find them on the surface. You don't. You have to persevere. You have to dig deep and you bring them. The gold we talk about, the diamond we talk about, the crude oil we talk about. Do you find them on the surface? No. I'm sure many of us thought when we go to America, as you are going, you just be using your leg to do, you know, uh, play soccer, some dollars. I even know that even back in Africa, I see more money on the street than here. Is that not true? Uh, here, people are, uh, every dime counts. But let me tell you the truth. God is coming through for you. Now, we equally saw that there was a delay in the life of this man. And Mary and Martha were forced to feel pain. They were sorrowful. But God saw beyond their pain. God saw beyond the crisis they were going through. He knew what was on the other side of the pain. He knew it was resurrection. He knew it was freedom. He knew it was rebirth. He knew it was glory. And that was exactly what happened. Whatever the pain you are going through, again, we want to remind that look beyond that pain. Look beyond that crisis. It is not going to be permanent. It is not permanent. I say it is not permanent. Uh, it has an expiry date on it. And that will be your portion in Jesus' name. So, be encouraged. Jesus will see you through. He sees your tears. He sees how you feel, your pain. And he will come through for you in Jesus' name. One of the things we said again because of time was that when rebirth takes place, one thing that you will see is that will be salvation. When rebirth takes place, hope will be restored to the hopeless. When rebirth takes place, we find that joy will take over sorrow. And these are all the things that took uh, happened in the life of Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. We even said that failure will transform into success. That thing people thought you are not able to do, God will just suddenly give you the ability to be able to do it. When rebirth takes place, weakness is exchanged for strength. The impoverished suddenly becomes wealthy. When rebirth takes place, those things that are like stumbling blocks becomes a stepping stone to what God has ordained for your life. My prayer is for you is that God will reach out to you in Jesus' name. Now, today, briefly, we want to just consider another man in the scripture, then we'll go and pray. And please, if you are in the church with your Bible, turn with me to 2 Samuel chapter 4, verse 4. 2 Samuel chapter 4, verse 4. And I read, And Jonathan, Saul's son, had a son that was lame of his feet. 
he was five years old when the tidings came of Saul and Jonathan out of Jezreel. And his nurse took him up and fled. And it came to pass as she made haste to flee that he fell and he became lame. And his name was what? Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth. Now, Mephibosheth is a lame prince. A man born to glory. A man born to be great in life. A man that was born to experience royalty. A man that was born to prosper in life. But there was something that happened to him that was not of his own making. He fell while somebody was trying to do what? Help him. If, you see, in those days, most kings, once they come into power, the way they destroy all the people that have come before them. In fact, we were told that some will gather all the children of the kings, the previous kings, mutilate them and feed them to lions or dogs. So, when they heard that Saul and Jonathan were dead, the instinct was that, okay, the new king would naturally be looking for who? The children. And so, the nurse said, no, they may be looking for other people. This one I was going to do what? Keep. So, she grabbed the baby. It was because she wanted to preserve an heir. And she began to run. And she ran so much. But suddenly, the baby fell down. And immediately, there was a catastrophe. He became crippled. And he became crippled for what? For life. Let me tell you, there are some situations you are going through. They were, you didn't even know the origin at all. And that's why today, when we begin to pray, you must pray with your life. What did I say? You must do what? You must pray with all your heart. So this man became what? Crippled. And one thing again is that uh, when he became crippled, he could only the only place he could find was a place called Lodeba. When we talk about Lodeba, which is in the Bible, is a place, is a city characterized by barrenness. A city characterized by suffering. A city characterized by unachievement is a city where people never do well where they find themselves. So Mephibosheth was lowered from being a guy who should be living in the palace and he became a man living in the ghetto. Mephibosheth lost not only his rank, he lost his prestige. He did not lose his respectability. He equally lost his self-will. He became a servant and Mephibosheth, a prince, found himself in a situation of low estate. He found himself in humiliation. He found himself in embarrassment. He found himself in stagnation. He found himself in sickness, oppression, intimidation, and complete failure. Yet, this was a prince who was supposed to be living where? In the palace. Now, Two reasons why Mephibosheth found himself in this condition. Number one was physical what? Disability. Physical what? Disability. That is just what I've read. Second Samuel 4.4. 4. 
he has been beaten by life. Some of us here have been beaten by life. What we thought will happen to us is not what we are experiencing. But I must let you know, Rebirth, hope is coming your way in Jesus' name. You see, experiences in life has crushed many of us, making us lame emotionally, making us lame mentally, making us lame psychologically, making us believe that, look, this is so far that God can help me. I can no longer, I can't progress. You see, you may not say it, but everything in your mind is telling you that, look, I'm stuck. I have seen people, they get to a point and all they can see is what? I what? I'm stuck. You are not stuck. Because the one who created you did not create you to get stuck. He was never stuck. So you will never get stuck. I say you will never get stuck. I say you will never get stuck. And of course, he had no person to help him. Number two reason why he found himself in this was ignorance. What did I say? Hosea 4.6. What did he say? Hosea 4.6 that my people they do what? What ignorance does is that it brings death when you don't know what your inheritance are. Say, my people are destroyed for lack of what? Knowledge. Because thou hast rejected what? Knowledge. I will also reject thee. Well, let's just leave that. This man did not know what was in stock for him. He didn't know his inheritance. For those of us who have attended the School of Disciples, I normally ask us, who are you? Now, if I ask you who are you, if you begin to tell me my name is Morufu or my name is Allen, I know you don't know what you're talking about. When I ask you who are you, you begin to tell me your inheritance in what? In the Lord Jesus Christ. You begin to tell me, I am saved. I am redeemed. I am prosperous. I, that is what you should be. Because that is what God has made you. But this guy did not know his what. Why? Because he was not aware of the covenant between David, Jonathan, and Saul. Because David did not only make a covenant with Jonathan, he made a covenant with who? Saul. Because there was a time he was supposed, he had the opportunity to kill and destroy Saul. And that one said, look, I know I'm at fault. You are good. But please promise me something. You will not wipe away what? My generation. And he promised Jonathan. So this man was not aware of what has gone. You find it in 1 Samuel 20, 13 to 17. That was a promise that uh, uh, David made to Jonathan. Let me tell you, the devil does not care whether you come to church. He doesn't care whether you call yourself a Christian name. The devil does not care whether, you know, you, as long as you don't know what your inheritance is, your rights are, he keeps you in the dark. And one thing I have noticed, brethren, is this, that as long as Mephibosheth remained in Lodeba, he remained frustrated, he remains unhappy, and he remains what? afflicted. The devil hates to see you escape from his authority and dominion. He is happy to see you cry. He is happy to see you live in Lodeba. This will not be your portion in Jesus' name. 
Anytime a Christian is ignorant of his rights, anytime a Christian is ignorant of his position in Christ, he becomes a cheap, it becomes cheap for the enemy to handle. Look at what Psalm 16 verse 5 says. He says, God says, the psalmist says, God is my what? He's my inheritance. You have what it takes to excel in life. And that is one thing I want you to know. May the Lord open your eyes to what he has in stock for you in Jesus' name. You look at what Jeremiah 29, 11 says. In case you don't know your inheritance. God says, I know what my thought is towards you. You may not even know what it is. He said the thought is to cause you to advance. Is to cause you to flourish. Is to cause you to move to the next level. Is to cause you to expand. Is that not what the Bible says? It says... Said the Lord, the thought of peace, not of what? Evil. So anytime in your heart you are always thinking of something evil, know that it is not from God. Did you hear what I said? Know that it is not from who? From God. So, but one thing I noticed about this man is that rebirth happened to Mephibosheth. A turnaround came for him one day. And let's, please, if you have your Bible, open with me to Second Samuel Chapter 9, 1 to 5. 2 Samuel, chapter 9, 1 to 5. I will there. And one day, the king woke up and David said, Is there yet any that is left of the house of who? So that I may show him what? For Jonathan, any is any. Whether he's crippled, whether he's maimed, all he wants to do is what? Show kindness. My prayer for you is that somebody will wake up one day and he will be searching for somebody he wants to favor. And that will be me in Jesus' name. I said that will be me in Jesus' name. I discovered that restoration and recovery from any kind of loss is possible. Situation of life might have brought us low like Mephibosheth, but we are not going to remain there. Just like I said, if you don't know what your rights are, you are likely to remain where you are. But God had mercy on this man called Mephibosheth. And the king cried out, Is there anybody? And in verse 2, And there was of the house of Saul a servant whose name was Ziba. And when they had called him unto David, the king said unto him, Are thou Ziba? And he said, Thy servant is he. And the king said, Is there not yet any of the house of Saul that I may show the kindness of God unto him. Ziba said unto the king, Jonathan, what? Hath yet a son, which is lame on his feet. Verse 4 says, And the king said unto him, Where is he? And Ziba said unto the king, Behold, he is in the house of Micaiah, the son of Amir, in Lodeba. And then the king said, Fetch what? Fetch him out of that house of Micaiah. Bring him out of misery. Bring him out of poverty. Bring him out of penury. Bring him out of sickness. Bring him out of suffering. That's, I hear the Lord saying that to you too. Wherever you find yourself today, God is bringing you out. I say God is bringing you out. So today, please be encouraged. Be what? Please, I want you to know that God turns table. What did I say? Yeah, he specializes in turning hopeless situation around. Psalm 145 verse 14 tells us that. Psalm 145 verse 14. 
tells us that God specializes in turning what? Your situation around. Look at it. He said, the Lord uphold all that what? That fall. And he raised up all those that are bow, bow, bow down. If you look at Jeremiah 30, 17, God said, is it that you are sick? He said, I will restore unto you health. He said, I will heal you. If you look at 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 8, God said, I will lift up your head that has been bowed. Because the Bible says he lifts up the beggar from the dung hill. He restores them and makes them to sit with princes. Is that not what happened to this young man? Somebody who was... Can you imagine when they are about to eat and everybody is gathered? Solomon is there. Joab is there. All the generals were there. And as they were about to eat, they just saw somebody, you know, coming, structuring, and then... And somebody will have said, what is a lame man doing where? But... He is riding on what? On a covenant. On a promise that God has already made. Many of you are seated here today. There are promises that God has made to his son, Jesus Christ, on your behalf. Which you should have cashed. But you did not do what? You didn't cash it. And that's why you remain where you are. And in your mind it's like, God has not been faithful. God has your eyes are not open to what originally belongs to you, I'm telling you, you will not be able to get it. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, let's go on. Look at what happened because we are going to pray. Maybe you have struggled to overcome past failures too in your life. Disappointment. Like Mephibosheth. God will come through for you. See, God is able to lift your burden and destroy the yokes. Today, God will turn your desert into rivers in Jesus' name. I say he will turn your desert into rivers. Isaiah 61 verse 3, look at what it says. He will level all the mountains between you and your breakthrough. In the name of Jesus. Can we read it together? Verse 3, Isaiah 61 verse 3. Look at what it says. It says, to appoint unto them that mourn. This guy had mourned long enough. But look at what God did for him. Beauty for what? Ashes. Oil of joy for what? The garment of praise for what? Spirit of heaviness. That they might be called trees of what? Planting of the Lord. That he may be glorified. May the Lord come through for you in Jesus' name. How did the transformation come? First Peter 5.10. First Peter 5.10. Because we are going to pray now. First Peter 5.10. Look at what it says. Can we read it together? He said, but the God of all grace, the God of all grace, who has called us into his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. After that, make you what? Establish, strengthen, and what? Mephibosheth was lifted from poverty to plenty through what? The grace of the king. Well, you are where you are today because of the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, time we say, May the grace of our Lord Jesus. Many of us think it's a very simple thing. No. It's a loaded thing we are saying. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ is what will put you to where God wants you to be. If you are to take hold of all that God has proposed for you, then you need what? That grace of God. What is grace? 
Grace is recognizing our wretched condition. Grace is paying off our debt. Grace is giving us more than we could ever imagine. Somebody call it unmerited favor. Some call it undeserved love. It is the supernatural intervention of God in the spheres of men. If you look at Daniel 4.26, the Bible says the heavens do rule in the affairs of men. Heavens do do what? Heavens rule where? In the affairs of men. What you can't handle, God is able to handle for you. And he will do so for you today in Jesus' name. Grace is the power of Christ resting upon you. Grace is often defined as the unmerited love and favor of God. Maybe you are here today, you have not given your life to Christ before we pray. God's amazing grace knows no boundary. David was looking for anyone that was left in the house of Saul so that he can extend kindness. God is equally looking for you today. He wants to pour out into you his grace. May I let you know, this grace has no regard for race, has no regard for social standing, has no regard for deeds. All God is saying is that if you have ever been in trouble, that grace will come through for you. See what God has done for you through grace. And I experienced it several years ago when God encountered my life. Number one, he took the lost sinner, changed him completely, and gave him a seat at the Lord's table. That's why you can be seated here. Because God loves you. He took us from our low labor and made us one of his children. And number three, what did he do? God put us on an even footing with all the rest of God's precious saints. Maybe you are here, you have not given your life to Christ. Again, I'm saying, when we talk about rebirth, we can only see it from the point of spiritual aspect. And that is you giving your life to the almighty God. Every day, God shows us kindness and mercy. We are undeserving, but he keeps us blessing us. We are undeserving, but he keeps on forgiving us. We are undeserving, yet he keeps on keeping us in his love. You are here today, you are yet to. You are yet to. Today, God's loving kindness is being offered unto you. God extends his grace to us. The Bible says, while we were yet sinners, he said, Christ died for the ungodly. We do not deserve his grace. We do not deserve his love. We do not deserve his mercy. We deserve judgment. But yet, Christ came to do what? To help us. Are you there today? You are yet to. I'd like to pray with you. Jesus wants to do something new in your life. This is rebirth. It cannot be business as usual. You must get to a point where you know that ah, there must be more to life than this. There must be more to life than this. You must realize your inheritance in Christ. My prayer for you is that God will open your eyes in the name of Jesus. You see, the choice is ours. Whether you like it or not, we have all fallen and also been crippled. But we don't have to stay there crippled. Mephibosheth did not stay there crippled. God had mercy on him. May the Lord have mercy on us in Jesus' name. We have equally fallen into trouble. 
Some of us, we have fallen into confusion. We have fallen out of the world, the will of God. Some of us, we have fallen into sin, into our own way instead of God's way. Some have fallen into pride, selfishness. But today, I'm inviting you. Fall. You know we are in fall. <laughs> Is that not when we are in fall, isn't it? I want you to fall into salvation. I want you to fall into the love of God. I want you to fall into the grace of God. I want you to fall into the abundance that God has for you. And it only comes by what? By giving your life to him. I want us to please bow down our heads as we pray. You are here, you are yet to give your life. It is another great opportunity. When we get to heaven, it's an important certificate that you need with you. Salvation that was bought by the blood of the almighty God, Jesus Christ. You need to come out of Lodeba. There is nothing there but death. You need to come out of Lodeba. There is nothing there but defeat. You need to come out of that Lodeba because God wants to give to you victory. God has something better for you. God has a way out for you. God has prepared a way of escape for you. Would you accept it or not? Our Father in heaven, we want to thank you. We bless and we worship you. If you are there, you want to give your life. I'd like to pray with you. Your life cannot remain the same. Your life must take a turn around. There must be a rebirth taking place in your life. Is there anybody you would like to pray? I'd like to pray with you. I'd like to pray with you. Thank you, precious Father. Thank you, precious Father. In Jesus' name, we are prayed. Our Father, we come before you and we pray that, Lord, you will touch every heart that is here present in Jesus' name. Do what you alone can do. Save souls, O oh God. The heavens do rule in the affairs of men. Lord, rule in the affairs of each one present here today in Jesus' name. Thank you, precious Father. In Jesus' name we pray. I want us to please be upstanding. You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our hands in worship as we bless your holy And they all know Lord, we lift our hands in worship As we praise your holy name For you are great You do miracles so great There is no one else like you Thank you. 
Some of us here who do not know what God has in stock for us. But today I want us to cry before God. Psalm 126 verse 1 and 2. If you have it in your Bible, can we read it together? Psalm 126 verse 5. Because it says, when the Lord turned again. <laughs> when you get home, read it very well. When the Lord turned what? Again. In other words, he has done it before. But he's doing it what? Again. The captivity of who? He said, we were like them that dream. We didn't even know it can happen. And some of us here, you don't even know what God is about to do in your life. Look at verse 2. He said, then was our mouth filled with what? And our tongue with? Then said they among who? They even knew that this one is not man's doing. They said, the Lord has what? The Lord will do great things for you. May I let you know one thing? A knockdown is not a knockout. May the Lord make haste to lift you up. And that is the prayer you are going to pray. David said, do what? Make haste and do what? Fetch him. Run and go and fetch that fellow. We are going to pray. Father, Father, may you, oh Lord, make haste to lift me up. Shall we pray? Begin to talk to the Lord. Lift me up, oh God. Every closed door. This weekend, we were looking at open doors. Open doors. Every door that has been closed must open in the name of Jesus. Every frustration must give way to testimony. Lord, make haste to lift me up. Make haste to lift me up. This is a place for me. There is a place for me. There is a place for me at the top. Lord, make haste to lift me up. You said, fetch him. And they ran and fetched him from penury, from sickness, from suffering. Father, make haste. Make haste to lift me up. Make haste to lift me up. Make haste to lift me up. Why don't you cry to the Lord? Lord, make haste to lift me up. Father, make haste to lift me up. Let my inheritance begin to look for me. Let my inheritance begin to look for me. Let my inheritance begin to look for me. From today, Lord, let breakthrough desperately look for me. Let breakthrough desperately look for me. Father, let those who want to show me kindness, let them begin to look out for me. Let them begin to look out for me. Lord, I declare every chain of sickness, 
every chain of disease, every chain of oppression, every chain of affliction, let them be broken. Be broken. Be broken in the name of Jesus. Declare, declare, declare an end to everything that the enemy has used to torment you. Declare an end to everything that the enemy has made to put you on one spot. Stagnation, give way. Give way in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we are prayed. Hey, you are not praying as if you mean it to. Let me tell you something. You see, Mark 11, 22-23 says, whatever you say with this mouth. You see, I was reading just like there is anointing, devil's anointing, there is God's anointing. How many of us have heard about Bode Thomas? Many, very few will know about Bode Thomas. He was in the category of Timmy the Law and three of them went to UK to study law. They came back at age 37. He got an appointment and he was to speak with some respected people in the society and there were some kings among them. So as soon as he came in, everybody stood up. But there was one other who refused to do what? He said he was not going to stand up. And Bode Thomas looked at him straight in the eye and said, You, what are you doing sitting down and not standing up? And the Auburn looked at him and said, Am I the one you are yelling at? From now on, continue to yell. And he left that place. He began to bark like a dog. Within one or two days, he was dead. Many of us don't know him. Why? Because when you are in the presence of God, you must use your mouth to bring about your future. You can't go out there and people will be the one to determine what your life should be. Many of us were in this nation and it's like it is what is outside there that is determining what we become. It shouldn't be. Mark 11. Mark 11. 22-23. Can we read it together? Because I want you to understand something. There is power in that your mouth. He said, and Jesus answering said unto them, have what? Faith. Look at verse 23. He said, for verily I see unto you that whatsoever shall say that man was occultic. He knew the dimension of the power of the word. He spoke it and somebody ran mad and died the next day. But look at what the Lord is telling you that have inheritance in him. He said, whatsoever you shall say unto what? This mountain be thou what? Removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart. But shall do what? Believe that those things which he has said, he said, look at the last verse. He said, he shall do what? Whatever you say today, you will have it. 
I say you will have it. You are going to pray. Look, Isaiah 63 verse 9. Can we read it? Isaiah 63 verse 9. You see, this life, there are so many things we cannot handle. For me, I need help. I don't know about you. There are so many things in this life that we can't do what? Handle by ourselves. Look at what it says. In all the affliction, what happened? He was afflicted. And the angel of his presence did what? He saved them. In his love and in his pity, he redeemed them. And he bared them and carried them. Even off to the what? Brethren, you are going to use your mouth and pray. Say, Lord, I secure divine intervention. I secure divine help. I secure at this mountain, at this mountain, healing for my life. I, I secure promotion, elevation. Why don't you cry to God? Father, I can't help myself, but you can help me. Lord, take over the affairs of my life. By signs and wonders, let there be open door. By signs and wonders, let there be open door. By signs and wonders, Lord, handle this matter for me. This month, Lord, I receive anointing for uncommon achievement. I receive power to overcome challenges of life. I receive solution to every problem of life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, precious Father. Lord, we bless your holy name. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Open your Bible to Isaiah. Isaiah 38 verse 14. Isaiah 38 verse 14. Isaiah 38 verse 14. Isaiah 38 verse 14. What did he say there? He said what? Yes. Yes. What did the Bible say there? He said, oh Lord, I am what? Uh, maybe, maybe, many of you may not know that uh, there is a lot of oppression in this country. Many of us may not know. If they hire you and they are paying you $200,000, let me tell you the truth. They have gotten $1 million from you. Two of us. Somebody once told me that there are agencies. They would hire you out for $30. Isn't it? But they pay you how much? $10 if they are lucky. Sometimes they give you $8. There is a lot of oppression. And I want you to understand. We are going to pray. But before we pray, look at Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 5 and 7 again. Because we must hold some scriptures. This one says, No, Lord, I'm oppressed. Please do what? Undertake for me. God will undertake for one of one person here today. Can we read that Ecclesiastes one more time? He says, Ecclesiastes 10, 5 to 7. He said, What? There is what? An evil which I have seen under what? As an error. It's an error. Which proceeded from who? The ruler. Look at verse 2. Say, folly is set in great dignity. And the rich sit where? Now, the rich, rich 
stay where? That guy, Mufi Bushet, where was he staying? No. Continue. I have seen servant upon what? And prince is walking as what? Upon the earth. Oh Lord, I'm oppressed. Do what? Undertake for me. You may not understand what I'm saying. You see, in the inheritance of God, because I'm saying this so that you can understand and pray with knowledge, a man born to rule, a man born to reign, a man born to prosper, suddenly found himself in Lodeba. All he could boast of was what? Lodeba. There are many of us here, whether you like it or not, we are born as world changers. We are born as what? As somebody who should take over the entire world. Born with royal garment. But now, many of us are wearing rags. Many are born lenders. But what are we doing? We are borrowing. Many are born to be champions. But we are losers. Many born to be in controller. Or to be in control. But we are wandering. Many are born to rule, but now we find ourselves as servants. We are going to pray one prayer. That, Lord, you will make me an employer of labor. I am oppressed, oh God. Do what? I am oppressed. Do what? Undertake for me. Shall we pray? Shall we pray? Father, today, undertake for me. Undertake for me. Let there be an open door. Open door, open door, open door, open door, open door for me. I will not be in Lodeba. In the name of Jesus, Father, you will trans. I will begin to flourish. Every problem seeking to perpetuate itself in my life, in my home, in my career, receive the disgrace of the Almighty God. I terminate the season of abnormal struggle in my life in the name of Jesus. Oh Lord, I'm oppressed. Undertake for me in this land. Lord, where race cannot take me, let your grace take me there. Let your grace take me there. By the grace of the Lord, I will finish this year. I will finish this month in grand style. I will finish this month in testimony. In the name of Jesus. Father, undertake for me. Lord, undertake. Father, undertake, 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 undertake. Oh Lord, undertake. Thank you, precious Father. In Jesus' name I have prayed. Proverbs 4.18. Can we read it together? Proverbs 4.18. Proverbs 4.18. Look at what it says. And I want you to see. It said, but the path of who? The path of who is as what? Your path must be shining and shining and it must shine more and more. Unto what? You may not understand what that means. It means you, you are not permitted to be stagnant. You are not permitted to be on one spot. You are not permitted to just remain how you were last year. Even yesterday, there must be a commensurable what? Increase, whether in your business, increase in your life. That must be, you must be flourishing. You must, in fact, can we do something? Can you just stand out and take a step? Because you don't understand what I'm saying this morning. Look at what the Bible tells us. He said, the path of what? The just is as what? 
a shining light that shines and shines and shines more. Can we just take a, a step forward? Just take a step forward. Take a step forward. And that is the way you'll be taking a step forward in your life. <laughs> I say you keep on taking a step forward in the name of Jesus. Now, you are going to pray this prayer for me. Look at what Psalm 57 verse 8 says. Because this is what God has ordained for you. He said, your glory must arise. Wherever it is, look at it. He said, awake, oh my what? Whatever is happening to that glory, whether it's sleeping or slumbering, no. God has told us that glory must what? You see, one thing I've noticed that is distinguished people is not how hard they have worked. But when the glory of God comes upon a life, what you could not achieve, what happens? You achieve it without any struggle. Ideas will just come from nowhere. Things you never planned for, God will just do what? Bring it to you. You are going to cry. Say, God, awake, oh my what? Awake, oh my. Awake, oh my glory. Awake, oh my. Shall we pray? Awake, oh my. Awake, oh my glory. I'm taking a step forward. Awake, oh my glory. Awake, oh my glory. Lord of increase, increase me on every side. Lord of increase, comfort me on every side. Lord of increase, every cloud of impossibility blocking the sunlight of my glory. Lord, awake, oh my glory. 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 Let there be an open door. Let there be an open heavens for me in the name of Jesus. Lord God Almighty, let there be an open door. Pray, awake, oh my glory. Awake, oh my destiny. I take my inheritance. I take my inheritance. I take my inheritance. I take my inheritance in the name of Jesus. I take my inheritance in the name of Jesus. Thank you, precious Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. We'll take two more prayers and then we'll go and sit down. John chapter 5 verse 7. I want you to see what is going on there. John chapter 5. John is in the New Testament. Look at verse 5. I, read, I mean, John 5, 7. Did I say 5? Yeah. He said, there is an impotent man. Somebody came and was asking him a question. Will that be made whole? But look at what he said. He said, sir, I have no man. Some of us would believe that why we are in our situation is because we have no what? No man. No man is there to help when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But why I'm trying to struggle, because many of us are struggling, another did what? Quickly did what? Step into it. No, you are stepping into your own inheritance. You are stepping into your own destiny. In the mighty name of Jesus. Now, the prayer you are going to pray is that, Father, <laughs> did you hear me? You say, Father, take me out of the queue. You know what this man, he was maintaining a queue. One day it will get to my turn. One day it will get to my turn. But it never got to his turn. 
because as he's trying to make an attempt, somebody will do what? Jump into it. But you are going to pray, you're going to say, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, take me out of this long queue of life. Put me on a fast lane to glory. Put me on a fast lane to glory. Shall we pray? He says, I have no man. God, I have you. And because I have you, take me out of the long queue. Long queue of life. Put me into the fast lane. In the mighty name of Jesus. Fast lane of progress. Fast lane of promotion. Fast lane of advancement. Fast lane of testimony. In the name of Jesus. Father, I have you. I have you. I have you. I have you. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, precious Father. Lord, we give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. I want you to just thank the Lord. Say, Father, thank you. Thank you for liberating me from obscurity. Thank you for taking me out of that long queue. Ah, in Britain, when you say you want to see the doctor, they will put you on a long queue. The long queue may be in two or three or four years. I see people who have problems with kidney. They are on long queue. They are looking for somebody to donate kidney. Ah, God has not put you on that queue. Why don't you thank him? Father, I thank you. I bless you. I worship you. I give you praise. Thank you for lifting me into fame, bringing me out of obscurity. Thank you, Lord God Almighty, for your visitation. Thank you for restoration. Thank you for recovery. Lord, I bless your holy name. I worship you. I give you all the glory. Blessed be your holy name. 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 Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. And so, Father, Lord, we thank you. Jehovah God, we bless your holy name. The God who can do all things. Lord, as we go out of this place, we go out in peace. We will return in peace. Father, there will be an open heavens over our head in the name of Jesus. Every closed door, hear the word of the Lord. Open in the name of Jesus. Father, you will give your people rest. You will drench our life with the rain of your glory in the name of Jesus. Father, in this land, we will no longer be oppressed. We will not struggle in vain. Ah, you will not die before your time. We will arise and we will shine. The glory of God will burst forth in our lives in the name of Jesus. God's glory will manifest in your life in the name of Jesus. And the Lord will bless you. You will be fetched for advancement, for promotion. In the name of Jesus. Your life will be preserved from calamity. In the name of Jesus. God's favor will set you apart. Sickness will not find you. It will be far away from you in Jesus' name. And every negative report of evil is hereby cancelled in Jesus' name. Thank you, precious Father. Lord, we bless your holy name. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. You are blessed in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord.
praise ye the Lord. Shall we stretch our hands towards our power?